should have caught me 30 years ago. <laughs> wow. You're a, you're a strapping young man, Vaughn. Boy, thank you. Hey, well, welcome back to the show. So, so honored to have you back. We had a great time talking to you last time. And, man, we're going to be talking about some controversial stuff tonight. Um, but before we get going, I mean, you've written a lot of things and on a lot of topics. Uh, let's just introduce yourself again sort of in, in, in a brief way. And then uh, why did you start looking into past lives? Ooh, that's a good starting question there, partner. Well, I, I you know, I started out a, a kid in the Pacific Northwest, and I started having interesting uh, experiences, and I, I kept them to myself for the most part, and I just kept on a plugging away. I became a journalist. I became a newspaper man, a radio man, a television guy. It's like, well, I thought, well, you know, it's like I'll just tell everybody else's story. And then uh, as time went on, you know, I said, you know, down the road, doggone it, I think I'll tell my story. So while I do that, I, I also should 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 say that a lot of what I write about is strictly from the point of view of a journalist. I, I look at uh, what other other societies and civilizations have thought about things, other other places in time. Uh, other civilizations and and uh, their different take on it, and I try to show how it's similar and how it's a little different, and I kind of leave it up to my readers to make the, their own minds, mm. because I'm just one little journalist living on a cabin on an island in the middle of nowhere. Wait a minute, that's right. What where, where you at? Where, where you at now again? Okay, I'm up in the Pacific Northwest, north of Seattle south of Vancouver, B.C., and the San Juan Islands. And I live on one of the 200, 300 islands that are out here. Uh, half of them don't have any people on them. Some mm. don't even have any critters on them. But uh, we got we got both. Mm -hmm. I, got, I got deer running in the front yard and, and all kinds of strange critters running in the backyard. So it, it's it's interesting out here. Well, but I live on an eight-square-mile uh, forest in the middle of the water. Th th thanks thanks for that picture, Vaughn. I live in the middle of a cornfield so in Indiana, so thanks a lot. <laughs> My gosh, I, w I was in the Army out there. <laughs> hey, uh, but, but being where you're at, that, that sounds like Bigfoot territory up there, Vaughn. Well, I haven't seen any Bigfoot. Feet, uh, nothing like that. Uh, I see little chipmunks and squirrels and uh, things like that, and I see black-tailed deer. But mm. Nothing, nothing too exotic. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, well, well, we'll win you over with that one. Sounds like it's going to be one of your next books. Because, oh no! <laughs> uh, but so, and you mentioned prior civilizations. Now, yeah, you know. The, the you know the, uh, the Bible says uh, maybe in Ecclesiastes somewhere it says what has been uh, will be I mean it, 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 there's nothing new under the sun nothing um, new so when it comes to civilizations uh, and we're gonna be getting in past lives but generally past civilizations do you believe that they had advanced technology anywhere near the technology we had today and they lost it or do you think it's always sort of gradually increased over the eons of time. Well, I know a fellow that writes on that subject, and he's pretty persuasive. Um, you know, I think that there is evidence. They find things that are sometimes buried in the earth and often buried under the sea. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, my gosh, we don't even have metal like this. 
or we don't have technology like this, or no one has ever crafted anything quite like this, and yet it looks old. So, so I have to conclude that um, there has been a lot of technology in the past, and I think we have to face the fact or the, the probability that many great civilizations have risen and, uh, and fallen in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, would you say that uh, Western civilization is on a downward trend or an upward trend right now? I am an eternal optimist. You give me half a glass of water, I'm a happy camper. Okay. But I think that uh, we're going through dark times. When we start doubting each other and not working together, that's to me is a dark time. Mm-hmm. When in people when people start criticizing others and suppressing people and information that worries me and i'm because i'm not a historian daniel but Mm -hmm. i do know that we've gone through dark ages just Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and and i agree with you in principle on that but then the question has to be asked um you know where i guess you could say in a do no harm way uh, you have somebody says believes that um you know they should be able to marry three-year-olds let's say do we oh my do, God. do oh we my say God. so do we say live and let live i mean you know and you basically were saying you know can't we all get along and in general i i i wholeheartedly agree when people need to get along that's why i have the show to get along with people that have completely opposite yeah. views of myself to show exactly. that it can be done with, with with civility but yeah there's a you get to that point is there a line where you got to say you can't cross that line there. Well, well, when you when you start harming others, and each individual has to have some sanctity of life, some built-in protection and 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 respect, consideration. We have to honor and revere all of life. I think as as God's creation. So when I see anyone being treated poorly, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I I know that in in, in ancient times in ancient civilizations. Uh, kings and queens would marry children because they were of the right bloodline. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that goes on today in, in various places in the world where they cherish bloodline. Mm-hmm. To me, blood is just messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, isn't it though? Can't live without it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, you, so we have um, um, a lot of cities that are legalizing drugs. It sounds fine. I mean, you're thinking, hey, if you want to go get stoned, Go ahead, and you know you think live and let live, but then it turns out well, they go they go stealing down to Target with a big grocery cart so they can sell the goods on eBay so they can buy more drugs. And so what turns out initially would be you know hey you know you should be able to do what you want to you know the free will libertarian and all that, but it comes back around then all of a sudden they're stealing from people. So it's like you shouldn't yeah. have agreed with it to begin with. And, and so that seems like kind of where we are. We we want everybody to be able to do anything they want. But there has to be defined boundaries, and we've eliminated those boundaries. And I'm wondering if past civilizations yeah. eliminated boundaries, and that's why they're not here. That's why they're called. Well, that's why they're ancient. One of my favorite civilizations. I know they're hardly perfect, but one of the first was was uh, the uh, uh, Mesopotamia Assyrian culture, and and that you know that was a cradle of civilization in the beginning, and they had the Hammurabi Code. Man, if you stole something, you'd lose a hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think the, the thing is you 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 want to respect everyone. You know you can't yell 
fire in a in a in a crowded theater for no reason because somebody might get hurt. Hmm. So there there has to be better. Anyway, my, my and it seems that may have, what happened to Rome is that they started loosening the boundaries, and they're and they just disintegrated. It seems like we have some similar type things yeah. going on today. It, see, Rome had a, 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 a class system. You were a Roman or you were a second class citizen, and so they they got a lot of points. I think along the way for for treating conquered uh, peoples pretty well in some cases, but they were never really treated the same as Romans. And then Romans got to think that they, as a result, were like gods because they could do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that one of, one of the kind of the stories about that uh, is in the Bible where, where Paul the Romans had captured him and they were going to drag him to somebody and uh, they were mistreating him. And he goes, Oh, by the way, I'm a Roman. And then they go, wait, 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 we're sorry. We're we're sorry, man. It's it's all good. It's it's, it's all good. I mean, they had a lot of respect. You didn't mess with a Roman back then. That's right. You're a citizen. Oh, you're, you know, fellow citizen, we treat you differently. And by the way, uh, on our topic of past lives, Vaughn, we have a poll on our website uh, people that are watching the show, they've already been taking it. Uh, do you believe in past life? And their answers can be no way, yes way. Is there evidence? <laughs> is there? And there's always somebody saying no way, yes way. No, um, no way. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> so they got another one. I'm on life number nine. I believe in a future life, and I'm stuck in this current life. So here's the results. Yeah. 43% said no way. Uh, mm-hmm. 21% said yes way. Yeah. And uh, now these two people, th- these two groups, they need to get yeah. along. Here's here's what we're talking about. Can the yeah. no ways and the yes ways, can they get along, Vaughn? <laughs> sure they can. Because, we, you know, we're all going down the same road. We're just not traveling at the same speed. And uh, we don't always meet along the way. But now, everybody's going there. Now, now some, of, some people, you say go along the way, but some people are stuck on the highway because yeah. the third one is stuck in his current life at 21%. And when somebody admits they're stuck in their current life, that means they're yeah. on the side of the highway. They're not going anywhere. They wish, they say, look, man, I, I would like another life or uh, go into the future life anyway, but this one, because I'm stuck in it and they don't like it. So hopefully, exactly. we, hopefully we'll get on with, get on with living. I mean, you're here, make the most of it, see what you can figure out. Well, we mentioned the Romans there. Did they believe in past lives? Bet you know what? Uh, um, I think in some cases they did. Uh, I think in some cases they did. I know that uh, what I found was that they had dream temples or dream dream works where they would try to explore past lives or future lives, and they they saw a way of going forward or backward uh, in the here and now in a dream state. So the Romans really believed in um, in uh, I, I guess. To that degree, they believed in a past and a future because they had the, these uh, dream uh, uh, dream work that they would do. And they inherited that idea from the Greeks, and the Greeks kind of inherited it from the Egyptians, you know, and even the Mesopotami- Mesopotamians, you know. So they all believed that you could actually, in a certain state of, of, of deep consciousness, uh, they, they call it dream work, they would go in and try to explore their past or future lives. Now, you know, whether that was their life or someone else's life, 
that's always a kind of a question because when you go back and try to like recall a past life or try to project uh, uh, you know, in a prophetic way and see into the future, are you really seeing yourself or someone else? And I think it's all very interesting, you know, if you can go into the past and the future and see any kind of a life, it kind of indicates that life is a long, long journey. And I think whatever your, your philosophical or spiritual tradition or values might be, you have to agree that life is a long, long journey. Uh, it is a journey. Now, I know that uh, a lot of Indians believe that life is circular. It, that it, yeah. does, it isn't a straight line, whereas Western culture has a sort of a beginning to end situation yeah. where they, they say it's circular. And in, yeah. in some ways, that could be true. Let's just say the body wears out, body goes in the ground, body deteriorates, uh, a tree grows there, yeah. it has an apple, and somebody eats the apple. Therefore, somebody's basically come growing out of you. I mean, there, there, there is some reasoning to that, and, and they seem to have a more uh, kind of consistent uh, view of it. And they also said, like, life is a web, and what you do to the web, you do to yourself. And it yeah, yeah. seems like this planet's yeah. been destroying our own web for such a long time. I'm surprised the Earth hasn't thrown us off into deep space, Vaughn. It's such a sad thing, you know, and, and if you believe that the Earth is alive, and you have to because all of nature is alive. Life is alive all around us. You know, you have to believe at some point it's going to shake itself and all these little fleas on its back, namely us, are going to fall off, you know, because we're just kind of like, we're just kind of running wild on this planet, aren't we? Hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're multiplying faster than any other species. So, so in terms of the um, continuity of life in the ecosystem, you know, thinking of all the integral integral parts of the you know nature system. I mean, when one when one things get so out of control, well, a good game biologist would go and go in and say thin, thin them out, thin them out. There's mm -hmm. too many of them and not enough of these. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, mm, yeah. It's, but who's going to do that? Who's going to do that for us? You know, I mm -hmm. keep thinking about that, and maybe it's something we don't want to think about. All right, we have a question for you from Kentucky Girl. Uh, says, Vaughn, do you believe in demons? And if so, do you believe that demons might be giving people those memories of past lives and they're, thereby fooling people? Goodness. Thank you, Kentucky Girl. It's a good question. So, yeah, demons, you know, for a while I used to, like, do this de-ghosting thing. Someone trained me to do it. I didn't really want to do it, but I was pressed into doing it. And I think that there are some things that are kind of demonic. I don't know if they're, I don't know if we could ever agree on the definition of what is a demon. But I think there are some dark spirits out there. Let's say it that way. Mm -hmm. Some angry spirits that are non-human. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and and um, I think a lot of times these might be angry nature spirits. I don't know what they are. Mm. Don't know what they are. They might be um, uh Creatures that are created by out of our own negative emotions—that's mm -hmm. a possibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, are dark things out there. Now, do they plant ideas in our head? Gosh, I, I can't hardly think that. Um, uh, we can barely keep a straight thought in our heads on our own. <laughs> let let well, somebody else run it. It's like, oh, you know. Uh, well, it seems. We, I mean, it seems like. It seemed like that's highly possible because I think the 
at least this country seems to be in some sort of um well, Some let me sort of answer trance. the question this way. Let me answer the question this way. When I did, when I did confessions of a, of a uh, re- confessions of a reluctant ghost hunter, it was because I would run into these creepy things that were really not ghosts at all. Because, like you, you know, you always want to say to them, you know, you need to leave on, you need to move mm-hmm. on. You know, this is not paradise. This is the earth, and you're dead, and you got to go. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to go. Well, you'd run <laughs> it. You'd run into some now and then, you know, that were right. uh, not not simply obstinate, but but absolutely uh, belligerent, and um, and they and and they would and these malevolent forces, uh, spirits, whatever you want to call them, okay. w- would actually, I think, project. In my experience, and I've heard this from other people that dabbled into ghost hunting, they would they would try to project uh, impressions upon people. L- let me give you an example. You go. Three people go into a room, <laughs> and only okay. one person hears this this eerie voice, and the other two hear nothing. You know, or or here's another scenario. You go into a, a so-called haunted building, and you hear the your aunt Ruth speaking to you from beyond the grave, mm-hmm. and what comes at you is a shadowy figure, and you're pretty darn sure it wasn't Aunt Ruth. You know. Because mm-hmm. uh, Aunt Ruth loved you, you know. Yeah. So what? So so getting to the point, I I think that they do project thought forms, and they they impact us, and they, but what they do is they they trip our five physical sensations. I don't know if they get get in your head and you know rearrange all the little brain cells. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep all that stuff straight anyway. Okay. All right. Joining us in the live chat, Peter from Australia, Mickey V, welcome back, and Edgy. If you have a question for Vaughn, just put it in the live chat, and I'll come over here, and we'll get that going. Um, well, you're talking about uh, sort of angry spirits or demons. I mean, the, the, I think the term for those is poltergeist. I mean, they made a movie out of it. It just seemed yeah. seems like anger has some residual effect. It, it seems to, and I don't know what it's made out of, but it seems like it's made out of something that can move in this dimension or move objects in this dimension. So it could be a threat, but we're not talking about how people, uh, this country, I believe is suffering, is suffering under what's called mass formation psychosis. I mean, there's a lot of anger and and people don't know why they're angry. Uh, Mm -hmm. You and I are working here together tonight. We're going to talk about past lives. Maybe, maybe we need to suggest some of those folks go, go check out a past life that they may have had when there's a lot happier and maybe pick up, pick up some tips. Go to that happy place. <laughs> yeah, go, go to the happy place, man, because uh, <laughs> some, there's something wrong with some of these people. But but and it's, it's and so and that's what I mentioned about uh, Ecclesiastes. What what has been, you know, as what is today already has been at some point. And so now you you kind of you, you know, being an optimist, I like your point of view. Say, well, yeah, we're it looks like it's a downtrend, but you know, as all human history shows, it goes down and up. I mean, there was Hitler, and there was World yeah. War Two. And uh, there was a civil war, and we haven't got any of those places. Now, hey, we and may have World things, War Three. Um, these things can happen again, you know. I mean, so, the nuclear war worries can happen again. So, so, so being so yeah. being an optimist, you would think if the nukes start falling, that you would just get a major sunburn. I mean, that's the optimist point of no, view. No, 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 no. I I think that I think that uh, we're how would you say this without sounding all Pollyanna? I think that we're divinely protected. This is what I think, and I think that I think that the 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 what what brought us into being 
uh, created us, us with such love that we're we're never going to be hopelessly destroyed, but we're going to be severely challenged, okay, and put upon and put upon severely. And 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 learning to live through that with, with kind of a smile on your face and a little bit of optimism that it can get better will 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 will, will make all the difference. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the journey is about. I think this is wait this wait wait experience. wait wait a minute wait yeah S- said the man that's off on an island thousands of miles over there. <laughs> Come come to one of the major cities and say that, Vaughn. But no, you're oh, right. Oh, I've been in the cities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 difficult. You know, so, I, I admit to you, it's it's very difficult living with people. But there will and, have to be leaders. There will have to be leaders in that apocalyptic scenario where people say, "Hey, yeah, it's bad, but we we got pulled together. We're we're humans. We're all made in the image of God. You know, let's get through it." I mean, some, yeah. some, so people have got to start. If they think it's bad now, you know, I, I've, I've told this story a dozen times. Like, I'm going to tell you because it, it's, it's so poignant, but I, I saw a Facebook meme one time, and uh, it was an African who had smashed Coke bottles under his feet, tied them up with leather for shoes, yeah. and the caption said, are you sure you're having a bad day? Yeah. And isn't, yeah. isn't yeah. that the way it is, Vaughn? The, the least yeah. little inconvenience... You know, man, and I tell you what, man, I got some, I got some cold fries from from McDonald's one time, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's bad news right there. I mean, then yeah. that's, that's fighting stuff right there. But um, but at least you had something to eat, you know. And I think well, there all you the go. time, I think all the time about being in a third world situation, and all that they want to do is just get through the day, be warm enough not to freeze at night, um, and, and have enough to eat. And, and and not get uh, and not die from disease, mm-hmm. you know. And and our lives are so much simpler in our society in the West, and 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 the least little thing sets us off. And I think our priorities are really really askew. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about past lives, and uh, now from the from the Bible standpoint, I'm going to uh, put something up here real quick on that uh, because I think. Uh, Let's see. We'll get this up on screen here. All right. So in this one here, it says, Yeah, yeah. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. So now, while we are talking about past lives, and I don't believe the Bible actually agrees that there is such a thing, but. No, but there are references to it throughout the Old and New Testament. There may be, in fact, there may be, in fact, references to it. But but certainly here it says that we as people or humans were alive yeah. before we were born. So, in the belly, yeah. So, yeah. so that tells you that we were we were somewhere else before we ultimately. Well, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying for people to say to ultimately just it, it, uh, dismiss Oh yeah, that. I mean you can't just you can't dispute it just because it isn't in part of current Christian thinking because you can find it uh, in in both the Old and New Testament. In the New Testament, I mean, remember that 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 John the, the Baptist was considered to uh, uh to be a reincarnated soul that Jesus was even even thought by his disciples to be perhaps a reincarnated soul so i mean even even of of his time the original original first christians <laughs> thought mm-hmm. that this might be a possibility mm-hmm. no i'm not saying they were right or they were wrong but that's what they thought now, 
as a it, possibility. Now, in a more definitive statement in Corinthians, yeah. it, it says, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Basically suggesting that if you're not in the body, you're going to go, be, you're going to be with the Lord. It doesn't necessarily say that you won't come back, but it really says that there's something that's going to happen immediately upon your death. And it really doesn't suggest a, a, an afterlife. However, uh, there may be, uh, there may be, uh, things like you suggest in the Bible that sort of tends that way. Uh, there were people that were dead that came back to life, and would, oh yeah, would, oh yeah, but, but 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 on that realm, Vaughn, wouldn't that necessarily mean that was your past life? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're, because people died. A lot of people died. I mean, when Jesus got resurrected, it said the graves were opened up. So all those past lives, yeah, they lived again. Uh, so yeah. there is, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. There, I guess. I guess, the more I think of it, there is really no sense. There is really no sense of death and no sense of life as as we tend to think of it. We don't quite understand what is life and what is death. That's kind of the way I personally walk away from it. You know, George Harrison asked that question in the song, "What is life?" Exactly. What I know, I can't feel. Yeah. In my love, everything is real. Yeah, no, good song. So, I mean, the thing is, like, we're kind of like sleepwalking. Are we really awake? Are we really alive? I'm trying to stay awake. I, <laughs> I know my coffee's perking. So, <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, what 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 time is it at? What time is it out there? It's seven fifty-six Pacific Standard Time. So, yeah. see, you're at, you're actually in my past because it's eight yeah. thirty. It's, it's nine o'clock here. So you're in the That's you're right. wait a minute. Am I That's in the past? Right. See, in fact. In fact, we're now in what was the future just a second ago. We'll see. Here's the other. Here's the other strange thing. It, it, within 30 days, your entire body is different. Your entire body is different. Every seven days, you get a new supply of blood. Every every month, you get a new supply of cells. You were completely, in a sense, a new person, mm -hmm. uh, a reborn person every month. Hmm. Wow, is so that, that, that's, that's true. your true. If, that, right. if that's your definition of, of of a new life, another life, there you go. So there, 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 there's we're no, constantly, but, but, we're but, constantly but, being renewed. Go ahead. But the the ability to renew, of course, the skin is the is, is the body's largest organ, and it gets renewed. Yeah. But yeah. could 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 the could the could that whole thing come out of a primordial soup on its own, Vaughn? Ooh, uh, the the skin or what? Everything. No, uh, the 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 compli the the okay. the complicated method of regenerating one's body. Did that did the did, did the instructions for the body to do that come out of a primordial soup that got oh. struck by lightning or aliens? This is high level magic. This is beyond my pay grade, and I suspect yours. I mean, I don't know how it works. I don't understand science. Mm. I just think that the the way that we we regenerate and renew our our body every day and throughout our lives, our physical lives, is is amazing. And all around us, we think we see this happening, you know, in, mm -hmm. in every part of nature, not just us. Mm. All right, we have this question come in from uh, Grumpy. It says Vaughn, are you aware of your own past life or lives? If so, share. Yeah, I've had flashbacks. Um, have no photographs and no have no tape recordings, no proof to offer you. But I, I've had some like you know. I suppose everybody out there has had 
you know, flashbacks or past mm -hmm. life remembrances or little insights or like glimpses into what you think is like, ah, oh, I was that person. And, 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 and I remember being um, a farmer and a poet in Wales in the, the 16th century and then uh, dying in an electrical storm, trying to bring in my crop during a bad storm. Uh, you know, I have that memory, you know. Huh? So the odd thing about that is I, I, uh, I never really told anybody that story. And I started to tell hmm. somebody that story once wow. on a picnic, a young woman I'd met. And I thought, well, I'm going to tell her something really crazy. And I said, I have these kind of glimpses in the past, or I seem to like identify with having been a, an old farmer and a poet in Wales in the 16th century and dying in electrical storm. And I said, one day I, I went into this story about how I go in with my ox cart into the city and, and then I would come back and I would tend to my crops. And then one day I went out in the field late at night and there was an electrical flash and that's all I remember. And she turned to me and she said, what you don't remember is your mother, my mother-in-law, treated me very badly after you died. And she filled in the story, you know, so she had some kind of kind of shared past, if you will. I think this is the interesting thing is when you run into somebody who you seem to recognize from the past and you don't know how you know, know them, let's call it a deja vu moment mm -hmm. or someone who identifies with your past or your glimpses into what you think is a past then i think there's some kind of um verification collaboration mm -hmm. at least two of you think it so so, so you've never shared that story so you, you just broke that story right here on the edge broadcast yeah so now your readers can ask is Vaughn crazy <laughs> i'll try to answer that <laughs> i don't know all right, let's get to this question here. And by the way, welcome Teflon Code in the live chat. Rose says, uh, Vaughn, how can you find out what your past lives were? Yeah, there are ways. Now, some people do this thing called, um, um, well, they go into like a, a meditative state and they try to like go, you know, channel back into their past lives, you know, usually with someone mm -hmm. to direct them, you know. And and it's called past life recall. You know, other people will try to do it through, you know, deep, um, quiet introspection, meditation, if you will. Um, you can pray on it to know it. I, I, I have had glimpses where I would just see it in a, like a daydream, like a flash. And I, I lived this experience. And I just knew it was me. It wasn't someone I was seeing, you know. It was nothing in my physical memory from this life. It was so alien. So so I, I think that lucid dreaming is, is a wonderful technique. And my next my next scroll in the series will be on lucid dreaming. Because I, I think it's it's a way to really discover uh your past, your future, who you are, why you're here, you know, to, to go deep within your own spirit. And, and and ask these questions, you know, and and hopefully find answers. So I believe in mm -hmm. in lucid dreaming. Is uh is 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 your uh your book there, which we have in our background there? Is it actually a scroll or is it a book? It's a scroll, and it's two parts. 
So, mm -hmm. so we thought that you asked whether we were going through dark times. I think there's just a shot that the golden age ahead of us is is going to be filled with a lot of dark spots. You mm. know, we might go through a dark age where we have to bury things in the ground again. You know, like. Um, the Nag Hammadi Library, like the Babylonian texts, mm. like like the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, were buried in the earth, you know, and 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 we've lost things in the past, you know, we lost the Alexandrian Library, right. and a lot of civilization has been lost. A lot of mm -hmm. the early teachings uh, and writings, apparently, of Pythagoras are lost, you know, and, and it's like, you know, um, I think that that having things in a scroll inside a plastic tube. <laughs> might be the way to go. You know, it's not going to decompose like a book, you mm. know. So to, to answer the question, the scrolls are two parts. There's there's the scroll that has the, the book, and then it feeds into the, the scroll to the right, and, and you just keep rolling it forward. You mm -hmm. keep rolling it. You could stop anywhere along the way and mark your, your mm -hmm. the, the, with a marker. You never lose your spot. It's easier to work than you think. There's a sending soul scroll and a receiving scroll, and it reads left to right. So des describe a, a civilizational story um, or belief system that includes past lives. Can, can you do that? Is there a story that leads past lives? Yeah, like a civilization. Uh, we talked about Rome a little bit there. Is there another oh, civilization? Um, yeah, I mean, there have been a number of them. Uh, now, uh, well, okay, I'm looking at some here. Uh, we have the the Mesopotamians, the Egyptians, the Greeks. Tibetan Buddhists <laughs> definitely believe in it. Uh, um, you have your dream walking, dream walkers of the Samadhi, uh, of the Native American tradition of skinwalkers. You have, um, okay. Here's an interesting thing I found out, and, and this this almost got me in trouble. In fact, it did get me in trouble. Wow. Uh, for the last 14 times, the holy leader of the Tibetan Buddhists, called the Dalai Lama, has has apparently been projected into uh, a child with all of the, the significant memories of the previous Dalai Lama. That is that to say that each time after the Dalai Lama of Tibet would die, the, the high lamas would go door to door and, and interview children that seemed to be candidates. And they would try to find someone who had intimate knowledge of the past Dalai Lama, much more than a child would, would seem to know. Now they've done this 14 times in a row, you know? That's how they select the next Dalai Lama. So, you know, I know there have been a lot of books uh, written about documenting children who remember previous lives in, in the United States and in Canada and, and, and in the United Kingdom. Uh, Ian Stevenson wrote a book, Children to Remember Past, Previous Lives. There was a, a nurse, Dr. Penny Sartori, in uh, the United Kingdom. She actually worked 20 years in intensive care with people who would die, go through what would be considered near-death experience, mm -hmm. and return and, and explain that there is a life after this life. They saw it, you know. And um, and and her, her interesting point was that that she discovered that um, these people who had these experiences, uh, 
they had no particular uh, uh, defining spiritual tradition or, or, or bias. That is to say that regardless of what they believed philosophically or spiritually, they all had a similar experience. So it just seems to happen to everybody. Uh, the, you know, in, in there, there was the, um, the Egyptian, um, uh, the, the Egyptian uh, a Book of the Dead, the Egyptian Book of the Dead was to prepare yourself for the next life. And the, there was the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the same thing, preparing yourself for the next life. So we, we know that, I mean, this happens a lot, you know, um, in different different societies. And, and, and I... Well, when when it comes to the Egyptians, when it comes to the Egyptians, though, I mean, those yeah. they come back, they come back as mummies, and they're haunting the living. So I don't know if, they, if that's considered a life or not. If you're a mummy, going mm, oh, the mummies, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they, they would, you know, that's not the kind of life I'm want to come back to. It'd be all stuck in, in into that right there. Um, they bury their cats with them. Why would you bury your cats with you? Well, that's terrible. Well, they've obviously they've got some issues, but you know, maybe, yeah, yeah. But so all right, so there's been some of that now. In a, in a well, def, let me give it to a, 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 a yeah, def, yeah. in a definitive statement here, biblically speaking, yeah. we have yeah. this scripture here which says uh, Hebrews nine twenty seven, as it is appointed unto men once to die after this judgment. That's pretty definitive, saying that you get one chance at it. Um, um, so you know, it's not necessarily saying that that you're going to have the opportunity. But I can say this, Vaughn. We we got to make sure that the life that we do have, is, as you talk about, live the best life you can, just in case you're not going to get a second chance. I think some people might be counting on that, living like hell right now, thinking, "Hey, you know, I'll come back and I'll do this thing right." But this but this life round, I'm going to have some fun. I wouldn't. I would really wouldn't be counting on that. Well, see, I mean, I look I look at this Hebrews nine twenty seven, and and it, you know it makes perfect sense. Because I, I knew a, a psychologist named um, Michael Newton who wrote a book, Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. And he, he, he regressed people as far back as they could go, thinking, well, they'll go back to when they were five and, and they, they had a temper tantrum. and We'll figure this out. And they went back into a previous life, you know, time and time again. And when he retired, he had all these hundreds and hundreds of cases and he found similarities. But mm -hmm. what he found bringing this to Hebrews 9.27, was that after every life, there would be a review of your life. And you, and, and you would and you would have to, you would have to adjudicate with others in a group setting exactly what happened. And, <laughs> wow. and, and, and then you'd, you'd have to figure out how, how did, how did, uh, you'd have to figure out a do over. Mm, wow. You know, you know, so okay. so there would be so there would be a judgment uh, after life, mm -hmm. and but then there there would be a life, and then there would be a judgment after life, or you know, um, or or as a friend of mine from from uh, Cuba used to say, uh, you know, you live life, it's terrible, then you die. You live life, it's terrible, then you die. Mm. Don't you know, want it, that. It keeps going over and over and over. You know. Yeah. Now in Ecclesiastes it says here, um, uh, for what befalls the sons of man befalls the beast. Even one befalls them as one dieth, so dieth another, because they all have one breath. Again, that that's that's saying to me is saying you got the one chance deal. And so, again, my suggestion is don't be counting. Though you may there might be some other cultures that believe in past lives, but I, I, I guess 
you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want that that roundtable session you're describing coming up, and then you're the one that got to sit there and and work on the do over there. You know, that kind of reminds me of a, of a, uh, and I, we may have talked about this before, but uh, an episode of Twilight Zone where this Nazi commandant was reincarnated into a prisoner in his oh, own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, one. so you really got to be careful because it. The, in fact, a lot of the Twilight Zones had that sort of twist. What you did to others really will come back in one way or another. You, you never really get away with anything. Yeah, well, it made a good story. But you asked about about some some early civilizations that believed in in in, uh, in uh, future lives. You know, there was the uh, Pythagoras, the Greeks, the Orphic mysteries. There were also people in ancient Gaul. There were the Creek, the pre-Christian Irish believed in it. Indonesians, Amazons, the early Jews, and the Gnostic Christians all believed, apparently, in in future lives. Now, whether they were correct or not, I'm just simply reporting. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. The thing. You're just a reporter. It was, it was you're, common. You're an independent re- reporter. Yeah, yeah. And but, you can't cancel this subscription because it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a mute button. All right. So, no, I, I've had a lot of dreams, and um, they, they none of them make sense. If you talk about being able to fly, I mean, if you're, you know, I've, I've, I've flew around, uh, I've levitated over a highway and driving a car that isn't there, but I'm not sure what kind of past life that would be, Vaughn. And what kind of, would it be like I'd be Superman yeah. or the, or, or, or well, what? Well, you bring up a good point there. You know, there are different kinds of dreams. The, the common dream we have is kind of like living out your thoughts in your head. And this is all based on your, your, your gathered life experience and the information that you've, or however you've, sorted it in your mind sometimes it's frustrating thoughts that perplex you and vex you into the night sometimes it's worries concerns about tomorrow that are unresolved often we're arguing with people or worrying about what happens tomorrow a lot of times we're 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 trying to like live this life in a more exciting way in our imagination Mm -hmm. but i'm not Speaking about imaginations that happen out of your mind, mm-hmm. I'm, think, I'm talking about a, a lucid dream that would be much deeper. This is a dream of, of the spirit. This is a dream of the soul where you're listening to the soul. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is an important thing, uh, listening to the soul. This is our contact with the divine. Well, you're talking about... Uh sort of a, a group therapy roundtable discussion if you, if you damage somebody. So, I mean, it'd it almost be like a sort of like an AA meeting. You're, you say you're getting your life review, and there's people yeah. around. There's somebody you stole from, somebody you cheated on, uh, so you killed the neighbor's dog. And now, now you got to fess up on all that. Uh, you know, so, you know, so, so it'd be like this. Hello, my name is Daniel Ott. I, I've been a thief for five years now. Um you know, kind of like an AA thing, confessing things. Then now that would be the best scenario, and then say, yeah, 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 and then, then yeah. say, say, so I'm going to go back, and I'm going to find yeah. you, and I'm going to give back, I'm going to bring your dog back to life, I'm going to return all the funds I stole. But now, but for some people, that that group therapy roundtable might end up being, if you're guilty of of this, this, and this, some believe that you're not going to get a therapy session, you're going to get a one-way ticket to hell. So how does one know? Uh, wish you're going to get a therapy session to admit what you did wrong, relive your life and make it right, or down you go. 
Well, you got to live your life with integrity, honor, and courage. I always like that movie, Defending Your Life. In the movie Defending Your Life, the, the worst crime of all was that you had you lived your last life in fear and you made all your decisions based on what others thought you should do or or not you know and and and, and never and never really fully living your life you know every one of us is here for a reason every one of us here has a purpose a destiny a destiny mm -hmm. of of this life uh, every one of us is on a a life course uh, your life your life path and 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 i think I think you have to live your life with a certain amount of uh, a certain amount of courage and fortitude. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Autumn from Albuquerque says, Vaughn, does everyone get a past life, and how many did we get? How would I know? <laughs> you know, well, you people, wrote the book. I don't know. <laughs> you wrote the I scroll. Don't know. You're the scroll writer. Know. A scroll writer, you know, what scroll writing is is not what it used to be. First of all, how do you get the paper in the machine, right? right. Um, so, and the thing is, you know, um, how many lives do you get? I suspect that, you know, I mean, some people think it goes on forever. It never ends. And that we're all part of one large web of life. We're all connected. All of lives, all lives are connected. And I think this is a beautiful concept and it probably makes some sense. I don't know. It I have no trouble thinking that might be realistic. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly don't believe in a terminal existence where you walk down a line, you take 39 steps and you turn to the right and you jump. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that life is, we, we tend to think in three dimensional linear terms like that. There's a starting point, a midpoint and an end point. What if there is no end point? What if it keeps going and going and going? You like know, our, 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 our bodies will wear out. But does our spirit, does our soul? No, I don't think so. No. I believe the, I believe those are eternal. All right, uh, Vaughn, we have this question from Put Yahweh First out of live chat. It says, Vaughn, do you think people observing past lives are having deja vu? I read we die once and that's it. Yeah, once and that's it. Um, you know, if that's what you believe, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I know a fellow that, that is a professor at a religious college. He says... Well, whatever you believe, that's what you're going to get. If you believe that, you know, the, you know, the dead will lie in the ground until the trumpet starts, you know, play, mm -hmm. awake, awakens the dead, it's mm -hmm. probably where you're going to be, you know. So mm -hmm. he says, um, well, what what can we do for these people? He says, well, mm -hmm. we're going to have to wake them up, don't you think? Mm -hmm. We'd have to, you know. So I, I, I respect that point of view. You know, I, I think that you should live every day as though it's your last. Okay. I, I try to do that. But I also have great optimism that that we're there's no getting off this merry-go-round. It keeps going around and around and around, and you can't give up and you can't say this is the end. Mm. You know, so many people when they get old, they say, "Well, I've done mm. my best." Mm. It just keeps on going. Well, well, yeah. well, well speaking of merry-go-rounds, uh, that brings me to another um, Twilight Zone. Do you know which one I'm going to refer to? No. All right, so a, a high high priced advertising guy is driving his convertible and his car breaks down in this little town, and so he goes to get it repaired. And as he starts walking through, he starts to remember that he's been there before. Then all of a sudden, oh he, yeah. Then all of a sudden, he realizes that was his hometown, and then all yeah. of a sudden, he realizes that his parents are still there, 
and then he goes to a merry-go-round, and there he is. He meets himself when yeah. he was a little boy. Now that's a fantastic scenario. I mean, I guess Rod Sterling wrote that one too. A lot, you know, there's all yeah, different true. writers, but still. Yeah and, yeah. and in that one, of course, um, the kid got scared, and yeah. he fell off the merry-go-round yeah. and injured his leg. Yeah. And yeah. he had a limp. And then all of a sudden, the advertising yeah. guy, the older version, but started limping. Up. He started limping. Yeah. But the dad, yeah. it was great because he went to the dad, and he, he really had the dad convinced. But he said, son, and he called, I think he called him son, said, yeah. you, you only get one chance. You had your chance. Let him have his. So, yeah. so And I thought it was a fantastic uh, vision of, of, of past lives or even the ability to go to relive a past life, yeah. but a lot of the other Twilight Zones, when people say they woke up and yeah. they were dead, they didn't know they were dead. It never was a yeah. pleasant, a pleasant thing. No, no, no. It didn't ever work no. out. Well, because you know, uh, you have such, we carry such emotional baggage with us. You know, I think this is why a lot of people probably do. Um, Come come back if if we if we do come back in a new life with no memories because uh, it's not all good it's not all mm-hmm. good you know yeah. uh, a lot a lot of what happened in the past is painful mm-hmm. you endured it you know and 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 you died maybe you mm-hmm. died a horrible death you know yeah. who knows you know well and, now- it, and some people though will be born with memories they'll. They'll, they'll 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 know how to play a piano without ever having been taught, or they'll know how to play a, a type of music, a certain composition without ever studying it and you know, mm-hmm. or hearing it. Some people will speak a foreign language without ever being introduced to it in this life. Mm-hmm. And Plato called that a priori knowledge, and wrote a whole mm-hmm. book on it called the recollect you know theory of recollection. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the live chat asked about the Twilight Zone where it says the guy who rode the train around and yeah. around. He was in a little town, but that was his personal hell. That wasn't a, a death experience. And I believe the one where he rides a train that he's actually a, a toy in the, the train village who came oh, to, who yeah. came to life. And But he wanted to get the hell out of that little town, but he couldn't. So he just went around and around. In fact, again, back to Twilight Zone, a lot of those... Uh, where people died, they woke up in a sort of hell, and and a lot of times there was just it was just hell to begin with. One 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 more on that, and one of my favorite ones was uh, this rock and roller uh, kid uh, who was a really dirty kid. He listened to rock and roll and he just throw trash in his room, and he died. He didn't know that he died, and then so he's going along, he's listening to rock and roll again. So he takes a piece of paper and he throws it on the ground like he always did. His room was trashed. All of a sudden, yeah. a maid appeared. And picked up <laughs> and, and picked up the trash and put it in picked up the trash and put it in a in a, in a container, and then he nice. then she switched the radio to classical music, and so he kept trying to dirty the, the apartment, but she just kept appearing. So his hell was he had to live in a clean room for the rest of eternity. So, so I guess we got to be careful what past lives we're going to wake up to, Vaughn. Well, you know this life is difficult for a lot of people, and and a lot of people don't want to come back. But maybe we have no choice. I mean, we have to be ready for possibilities. Mm-hmm. So if you could go back to your youth, because I'll hear you're a young man now. You're still strapping young man, obviously. But if you had to go way back when you were even younger than you are right now, Vaughn, would younger. you have made, would you, what, what major life change would you have made? 
knowing what you know now, can you think of any? I would have been I would have been much nicer to people along the way. <laughs> I think everyone's going to say that at some point. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I think that it occurs to a lot of us later in life that 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 kindness costs nothing, and it 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 means so much to people. That and 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 why don't we share it more often? Hmm. Well, hey, that reminds me of, of of this isn't a scripture, but this is a um, is made by a it was written by a a a, a group of prophets. Let's look it up here. A, a group of prophets, four, four prophets wrote this. This is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, is equal to the love you make. Yeah. Do, do you know who uh, the four prophets were? Uh, Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> All right, you have pa- Vaughn. You have passed the test, man. <laughs> and that's pretty phenomenal. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's kind of that way. Um, but again, you know, there's, so there's several things about if there is in fact past lives. One, do you get to correct the mistakes? And then if let's just say that you corrected the mistakes that you made in another life, so yeah. then then you die. Are you done dying because you got it, you got it all fixed up now? You made amends. Well, I suppose there are more challenges. I don't think we're going to become, you know, a lot of religious traditions have believed in the perfected soul. You know, this was like in southern France, you know, the Cathars, these Christians in, in southern France, they they believed that you would you would eventually become um, a perfected soul if you lived your life uh, uh, piously and, and, and correctly. I, I don't think we're going to ever ever here on this earth find a perfected soul because we're always in a process of 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 development and improving and i think that's what life is mm-hmm. however long it is mm-hmm. now that reminds me of um noah's ark back in those days it is recorded that that humans lived for hundreds of years now from a scientific point of view, let's just think of it as, as, if that's possible. Well, imagine if you lived in a world that didn't have any pollutions, no no GMOs raining, yeah. no chemtrails raining down on you, no poisoned water, no artificial yeah. preservatives. Imagine that everything is per, just crystal clear, everything from water yeah. to air to nutrients. Why yeah. wouldn't – because the body is designed to – as you said in the first hour, designed to replace itself – Oh, it looked yeah. like it was designed to replace itself perpetually. Something changed where we were marked down to 120, but it was recorded. So it is logical. And in fact, they have found petrified grapes the size of basketball. So every, and of course, we have the, yeah. the dinosaurs. Everything was giant because everything was, was so nutritious. So why wouldn't men, why wouldn't men be able to live hunters? Now, here's the thing. So back in Noah's yeah. day, before the flood... They were able to build, say, Noah's Ark. And somebody said, well, how could they build that Ark? Man, these beams are massive. Uh, very slowly. <laughs> very, very slowly. But I'm saying they, over time, hundreds yeah. of years, they developed the engineering acuity to build that. They had the knowledge yeah. to build that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, we got 100 years, maybe 80, maybe 70 for some folks. Um, yeah. And then... And then everything you learn, you really can't apply it. By the time you start to really learn something, you can't apply it. And that's just that's just wrong. You almost want another life to start where you, all the knowledge and experience that you got, if you can start there and go again, then you'll be way ahead of the game. 
Yeah, well, we've gone through so many generations down the line that we have mutations, we have diseases um, that we didn't always have. I mean, think back to the Native Americans in in, in the in the in the north in the in North America, and how they were introduced to smallpox. They never had smallpox, you know. They had never had like you know the, the kind of conditions like that were brought from Europe, like the common cold. You never had that, you know. It's like so you know if you don't have you know if you don't have these conditions if you if you live yourself your life apart from these these challenges you know life goes on a little longer mm-hmm. but really i mean i mean how important is it for people to you know this bigger and better and longer mentality we have it's such it's such materialistic thinking why does everything have to be longer and and bigger and, and, and better? You know, I mean, better, yes, but, you know, why not just, you know, the quality of life rather than the quantity of life? Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to people to live such long lives? I would rather live a short life that's a happy life and, and a good life and in harmony with others. Mm-hmm. than uh, being a cantankerous soul and living forever. Mm, mm, that'd be bad. All right, so there you mentioned uh, generations, and so there is um, this right here, Ecclesiastes 1.4. It says, One generation passes away, another generation cometh in the earth, but the earth abideth forever. Well, that sort of says yeah. that, uh, that kind of goes along with what you're saying. I mean, generationally, uh, you, but again, it's, it's sort of, suggests that you get one shot in your, your your generation we mentioned the twilight zone he was trying to go back to his previous generation but uh so but it, this appears to suggest that you only get one chance now another thing well, about it doesn't suggest that you're going to be your own grandson either <laughs> well no hopefully not uh in fact i have a liner one time is it a liner that i played there in the show where i asked a guest I, I, who believed in time travel and i said have you ever met yourself in the past they never, mm-hmm. they never really did ask that. But I did have a time traveler on this show who was a brilliant attorney. I mean, he's one of these guys, when you talk to him, you can tell he's well-educated. He ran for president. He's one of the – because a whole lot more people run for president than the main ones you see. I think maybe hundreds oh, of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he, he said he, – he sent me a picture of uh, Gettysburg, and it was a dirt street, and you could see Lincoln. And there was a little boy yeah. with – I may have mentioned this, but – it was a yeah. little boy with no shoe, and he said, well, that was me. And I'll tell you how yeah. I lost my shoe. So, I mean, yeah. from that standpoint, there are people, you know, so is he a time traveler, or is that was that a past life? Um, you know, I don't know. He would know. <laughs> what did he tell you? <laughs> so, he, told, so, he told you it was, it was he in the past? Yeah, that was him in the past, so I don't know. It was him in the past, in the past. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, I guess there's he has a lot of great stories about that. You know, so that like, means, I, doesn't that mean that he had yeah. to be born? So if that was him with the boy on on the, I think he said K Street or E Street, and he said, um, so so he'd have to grow up and die. I mean, he'd have to go generationally to get to where he is yeah. now. He'd have to yeah. have like four or five different. And it, right, it was Andrew Andrew Basagio. Um, well, so. there have been a lot of people that that do have seemingly detailed memories of previous lives with details you wouldn't expect, you know, and, and when you start interviewing children, you know, and they just come up with this and this is, this is the way they think right out of the, right out of the box. You think like, well, you know, they didn't form any, any great ideas watching 
twilight zone you know mm-hmm. it, 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 it it was real you know and i think i think that I, when you hear stories of children it it's, it's always more impressive than somebody who's thought a lot about it and had a lot of imagination working mm-hmm. um jade asks this question do you believe as buddhists do that you might come back as an insect the buddhists uh some do, buddhists do believe that that's true there are a number of, of groups I found that believe in what we'd call the transmigration of souls. Um, and, and, and this has been a, a common theme for a long time. You know, actually, Pythagoras believed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Plato believed in it. You know, um, early Jews believed in it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have believed in it. And a lot of people continue to believe in it. Um I suspect that if you get to the point where you, you, you could have another life, I think there's going to be a certain amount of give and take, and you're going to be able to pick how you come back. But you notice, like, very few people remember having been an insect or, or a zebra, mm. you, you know. Well, uh, well, but hang I, on. Is that is that the Buddhists in, in New Delhi that believe that they come back as cows, and that's why they these cows are walking around with bells around their neck? Uh, yeah, they, that 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 is a belief in in India. Uh, absolutely, you is, know, it's, is, it's is, not a, is that not a bo- common is, belief. Is that Buddhist? Uh, that's Hindu and Buddhist. Now, it's not true of all Buddhists, and it's not true of all Hindus. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's only. Um, one sect in Hinduism that's a, a dominant sect, uh, apparently, that believes in reincarnation the way we think of it in the West. Hmm. Um, um, you know, they come back as another person. That many of the other sects in India think it's highly likely you could come back as a cow, or or or, or a cobra or something else. You know, but uh, you know, it's like I think here's what I think. It, it, it's like if you were a cow you'd probably want to come back as a cow because it was comfortable for you. If you were a, a man, you'd probably want to come back as a man, mm. you know? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Come back as a woman. I don't know if I want to come back as a cow because just recently on one of the major news networks, they were talking about cattle mutilation down in Texas, five, five or six different counties. They said that the, the cows had their yeah. tongues like cut out with a, like a laser and oh, awful. And other parts of their bodies were surgically removed and there was no loss of blood and there was no and 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 I've seen this phenomenon before called cattle mutilation. So I'm I'm yeah. not coming back as a cow with that kind of thing going on. Well and we eat cows, you know, unfortunately they taste good to us and I, I you know, if you've ever been to a slaughterhouse you wouldn't want to be a cow. <laughs> so now so what organization do we got to talk to to make sure that doesn't happen? Say, so when we get to the other side, <laughs> you know. know. Be, I think the idea is be kind to everyone and ask questions. <laughs> All right. Here, here's yeah. a, here's another question. This is from Bear. Are there any other explanations for past thoughts and memories other than reincarnation? Um, yeah, there are. There, there are some people who think that these are collective memories. This was a, a, a belief of, of uh, the psychologist Carl Jung, who believed in the collective unconscious, that we all kind of believe we might have been Napoleon or, or Marie Antoinette because we share a consciousness with them. 
that the idea is that all sentient life shares consciousness and and you know you can carry that to the extreme that we're all as one and if you carry that to the ultimate extreme is like we could share con- uh, consciousness with cows you know so you you have like the horse whisper the dog whisper right mm-hmm. i'm trying to whisper to the chipmunk but it just says more nuts please and mm. it goes like this <laughs> mm. give me your, yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I think this is a very it's a very compelling notion that we share consciousness collectively. You know, because you know that when we project thoughts, you don't always have to speak for someone to hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's there's the 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 famous videos of uh, uh, dogs going to the window expecting yeah. their owners to come home, and I've seen it where they it wasn't due to time. I've seen it where they like somebody comes home to work at five and they decide to come home at two yeah. and the dog's there at two at, at the window. So there does yeah. seem to be that consciousness awareness. And then I think yeah. in Indonesia, there was a tsunami one time and before, oh, yeah. before humans even saw it, all the animals were running inland and the indigenous people started following the animals because they said, well, something's going on. So they start following animals. and They got saved from being yeah. drowned because the animals yeah. knew something was coming. So it seems that they, they're, they they have a consciousness on some level. Yeah, when I when I when I used to work for the publishing house, I would go on long trips and I would come home, and um, my cat would go outside and he would be street side to whatever direction my car came from. It would ju- it would ju- it was like as he knew ahead of time where I was going to be, and I always thought that was amazing. You know, he would go to the door, scratch at the door. They'd let him out, and he'd run out there. And no matter what direction my car came from, he was there curbside waiting for me, no matter when and where it was. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this video. Of, speaking of cattle, um, this this cattle owner in Europe uh, couldn't afford him, and I guess he was going to send him to the slaughterhouse so the people showed up and uh, to get the cattle's. And then at some last second, they made a deal, and he was able to keep them. And so they shut the gate, and it, and the video shows that the cows literally start jumping for joy. In they were jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew they were getting ready to be slaughtered. And how did they know that? Yeah, it's a sad thing that we have to eat animals. I guess. I mean, I'm not a vegetarian. I've lived as a vegetarian, but it is sad, you know. And and I think that, I think you. Well, I think vegetables probably have some kind of uh, some kind of. Well, now there's there's another we, one. We, there's another that, one. That, there's but, another one. Yeah. Well, I just I just read the other day. They said, I kid you not. The article said that tomatoes scream. Yeah, in, absolutely. In, in, in so, terror or pain, in a certain way. I don't know how they do it, but yeah. they they scream. So now I've never yeah. looked at the tomato the same. So we're, yeah. I'm stuck. Well, the secret life of plants was all about how plants would respond to other plants that they were raised with being mistreated, you know. They were connected, you know. Um, and, and now we know that trees communicate. You know, this is kind of new. This mm-hmm. is kind of new. And, 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 and these are coming from different directions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I was thinking of raising chickens out here on the island because mm-hmm. I love to eat eggs. Mm-hmm. And my son says, you know, when they get to a certain age, you, 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 they don't lay eggs. I said, oh, that's sad. He said, well, then you butcher them. He said, could you butcher your chickens? 
I said, well, they'd be pets by then. They'd all have names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't kill them. Well, that's says, wait, as, yeah. as, as somebody who owns chickens, Vaughn, that's yeah. exactly what it is. There's no way that we're going yeah. to eat a chicken. They're going to be pets. But look, uh, with the cost of eggs right now, we got to put a, we got oh. put a, we, we got to put a lock on our chicken coop, man, because we're getting oh. some eggs. But uh, they they do become they have pers- the chickens have personalities, and so we, I guess you they don't do. want to know that when you're going to KFC and get you some Kentucky Fried Chicken, you don't want to know that that was a real chicken at some point. You just want to yeah. know that's good tasting food. Whereas yeah. when you see your own chicken. You'd never do that to them. You well, don't mind. I, my neighbors so have we're, we're, chickens, and they fly the coop to come over to my bird feeders. So we're, we're, I right. guess I guess I'm saying I'm the ultimate hypocrite that way. But but oh. but you would get wait you know you get so many eggs that they would make up for having them for a pet for a couple of years. So oh. I, I would say do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean i i couldn't I couldn't eat it. I mean i I can eat chicken, but I couldn't eat chicken knowing you know that it's my friend. Rhode Island red. <laughs> you, I, you, could, I couldn't do one. it. Now, I got to admit, though, we did have some rogue, rogue eggs, and we fed them to the chickens, so I, I think it's kind of like cannibalism, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Well, I guess when, you know, like dog food's the same way. It's ground up other animals. I mean, everybody's everybody's eating everything, man. It's, it's a crazy yeah. old world out there. It's a crazy world, you know, and you wonder why it is this way and why it has to be this way. And uh, it might take us it might take us many times to come up with the answers. I don't know. So I had this one chicken. I called her Brownie. And when I go in a coop, I, we have a seat there and we you know, spend time with him, some quality time and with the girls. Yeah. You'll, you'll end up calling them the girls, just like our bees. Yeah. We call, them, we call yeah. our bees girls because they're all girls anyway. Yeah. But so I, I sat there and this one chicken, Brownie, the only chicken would just jump on my shoulder every time. Yeah. And she loved me. It was clear. Yeah. She loved the cosmic cowboy, but yeah. then she died. And I've never really got over the loss. Vaughn, do you have any words of solace for me? Cause I've really not ever got over that. Well, it is sad, but I think that, um, in a sense, she's still in your heart. You're still in your memory. Yeah. You know, and on some level she still exists. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say where, but yeah. she's she's still out there somewhere. Yeah, and I did admit I had to unceremoniously throw her in the weeds, but but I figure I figured a possum or a fox got her and they got some food, so I was recontributing to the ecosystem. Yeah, we have coyotes here and we have owls, big owls, barn owls, and and we have American eagles, and they they'll catch the chickens. So I have neighbors who have chickens, and they fly the coop to come over to my feeder. Well, some of the feeders are hanging, but some I put down there for, like, the pigeons and the crows and the morning doves, you know, the big birds that can't get up in the feeders. I, so I put trays of food, and, of course, the chickens come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't last long because they're easy, they're easy targets. Why are morning doves so sad? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I used to think it's because they came out in the morning. No, they're they're morning does with a U, and and they come out. Mine come out later in the day, not so much in the morning. And uh, well, you know, they're just like a pigeon. They're a dove, and um, I've got I've got doves that are hard to tell from pigeons because they're pretty large morning doves, mm-hmm. um, and um, they're very shy birds, aren't they? Mm. 
So now that's a question that everybody wants to to know, and it's not really our topic here. But do do animals go to heaven? Do you think, Yvonne? Well, between you and me, partner, I think they do. I think they do. I think I, you know, is yeah. I mean, I look forward after this life of seeing uh, all of my pets. I look forward to that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. because we have these bonds, you know, and and uh, I think about them all the time, and. And I can't think that their life is really any different from ours. They just live it differently. Well, what about uh, what about if say if you you raise cattle or you raise chickens for for meat, would you have to explain yourself to them why you did it? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? That's it. I mean, so you can say I, you can say I was hungry, so I ate you. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to take that. They're going to are they going to forgive you or? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a quandary that a lot of people live with. You say, well, you know, you go to the store and you buy meat that's been raised probably not well and not humanely. And because you weren't a part of it, you don't you don't have any problem eating it. Mm-hmm. And if you raised it, you know, you'd have a tremendous problem raising it. Mm-hmm. There was a, ga- a gal out here um, that had uh, raised uh, an animal. I can't think of it. I think it was a sheep and for the fair. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't understand that after it raised it for the that it was going to be auctioned off and then slaughtered. Mm. And after it got she got her ribbon at the fair, she wanted to take it home. And they said, "Didn't you understand how it works?" And she said, "But I love it. You know, I I've spent time with it. You know, I you know." And it went to court. I can't. I don't know how it ended up. But <laughs> it it went to court because because she said that she raised it and she became very close to it. And she was, it was, it was impacting her emotionally. Mm. Well, uh, I believe there's a lawsuit out there right now. Joe Biden's dog, German Shepherd, bit somebody. I think there's a lawsuit out there right now. But if you end up in sort of a twilight zone situation, yeah. uh, past life, then you're going to come back and yeah. you're going to be in the pen getting scraps. And there's going to be the chickens and the cattle. They're going to be walking around, you know feeding you because you're going to be lunch. I mean, in Twilight Zone sense, that's how that would turn out, wouldn't it? Yeah, payback. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think that would be how it would work, you know. You'd have to pay back something. You know, there's some kind of retribution for this. How do you get off scot-free? But then you know? again, this is could be a vicious cycle. So then they feed, they keep humans in the pen, Yeah. and then they, they serve us up for dinner, kind of like Twilight Zone again. To serve man, you know that episode. To serve man, yeah, yeah. And my, I love that one. That's the best ever. It's a cookbook. Uh, but cookbook then, thing. but then, uh, you, so you, you, so you dead, and then you go to yeah. heaven, and here comes these animals. They die. They got to yeah. fess up to you, and yeah. then you, you go back down, and then they're back in the pen. I mean, wouldn't that end up to be a, a vicious cycle? Did you say you'd, you'd see that we're all in this thing together, and you just have to like. Uh... You know, like, where is this place where they decided that there would be no more library fines? You just bring them, just bring them in, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no payback. There's no retribution. You know, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's got to be, it's got to come to a point where, 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 where we stop holding people accountable and just start holding ourselves accountable for our, our own lives. Mm-hmm. For the, I think I'm off my subject. <laughs> well, eh, I don't know. It's it's fun anyway. Then you have you have the movie Scrooge, where Bob Marley, yeah, went 
to another life, but he yeah. had yeah. to carry a ball and chain yeah. through all eternity because each link in that chain is where he cheated and did something wrong on this life. And so through all eternity, he's got to drag that ball there and he tried to tell yeah. Scrooge, he tried to tell Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, man, you're forming those links. You got to break those links now. And that goes what we've been saying. So if, yeah. if, if there is such a thing as a past life or a, another life, and especially yeah. one where you're going to have to make things right, best thing to do is don't get in that position to begin with is what you're kind of saying. Yeah. And, and, and learn to be apologetic and, and, and uh, make amends. You know, I think it's, it's, you know, you, because we keep we keep forging these chains as we go, and we say, "Well, no one will see it, or it's water under the bridge." You know, and it it just you know the story of Scrooge is really an interesting story. If you think about it, it's really it maybe one of the greatest stories ever written. Um, it is it is truly a good one. So you you've not really said that you've had multiple lives you said you 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 think that you have experienced lives by your dreams and so that might be one of the best indicators i guess if somebody's had a past life some sort of recalling those things yeah yeah but, yeah and 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 it and and if if you have a usually if the recall is legit it's like a really intimate profound vivid experience you feel like you're living it it isn't like you're just watching it. Most of most of well, what we 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 our flashbacks or glimpses, you know, they're like you know they're not that clear. They're not that crystal clear. But but when you have a, a really vivid impression of being there and in a in a feeling, a feeling moreover that you're actually there, you know, then you're actually you're actually experiencing you know a, a previous life. Because it's you. I mean, you have a great connection to you, mm -hmm. wherever you is. <laughs> well, we, we had a guest on the show by the name of uh, Howard Storm, and he was yeah uh, he died famous guy yeah, yeah very, very famous. And so yeah, but he so he so he died, and uh, some really horrible things happened in where he went to. He suggested it was some hell type of thing, but then he came back to life, and he was a completely different person. So yeah. one could say that yeah. near death, I mean, when you flatline, well, I don't know why they call that near death, because if you're flatlined and with no brain activity, doesn't that mean you're dead? Yeah, I mean, you know, that? but I mean, but if there's no brain activity, then, <clears throat> then you're gone, you're just gone, gone, gone. So, so then I think, you know, the near death experience for many people is an indicator of, of past lives, you know. Dr. Raymond Moody started to study past lives as a psychologist. But then, you know, then then the more he studied it, it seemed to him that these people were actually experiencing another life beyond this life. And they would come back. And yeah, I mean, the definition of, of, of uh, near death is where you have no heartbeat and no brain wave. You know, you're, 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 you're dead. So a lot of people say, well, you know, the, the mind continues to work after you're dead. Really? <laughs> How does that work? You know, mm. should we dig up all these people in the graves because their minds are still working. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think it's highly unlikely. Well, I've read know. a story recently where a kid died and he was, I think they had him in a casket for a couple hours or so. And he came, he yeah. came back. So, man, I don't know, yeah. you know, as the movie, there's a movie with the with the rock in it called Doom, 
and he he asked the question about zombies. How come the dead can't stay dead? Or he said, make yeah. sure, make yeah. sure the dead stay dead this time. What's, what's it take, man? Uh, so, um, so I don't know that you get a second chance, but the Bible indicates when you die that you go. To, there's a specific level that you that you, that you don't get yeah. a, it suggests that you don't get to come back but that you kind of lock in because it says something on the order to to some are giving are given few stripes uh, for some is giving many stripes and then there, and it, it definitely describes different sort of hierarchies but it seems to generally indicate that where you when you pass on where you're at yeah. is where you're locked in that you know that you don't get it back and get, do it again, but you get locked in, and then I guess for all eternity, you're kind of known by everyone else. You know, you're you're the gatekeeper, you're the sweeper, you're the you know the lowly person there because in life you cheated and did all these things, but somehow you still made it. So you I probably do. Got to make sure we don't get locked in. It. We got to make sure we're at the higher. We lock in at the higher level. So the older I mean, we get, the closer to that time, Vaughn, yeah. we got to make sure we're in the right path. Yep. But it worries me. You know, there's a lot of speculation that, that there's only a certain number of people that are ever going to make it to heaven, like 144,000. You know, and it's like, well, there's 12 tribes. There's the 12, 12 children, the 12 tribes, you know, times 120,000 or something. They come up with this formula. And it's like many traditions say, well, there's probably going to be 144,000 people. So where do the rest of us go? I'm mean, thinking mm. like well, the, the waiting, <clears throat> the no. waiting pool. Not no, in the that's that, pool? that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. That that is a group. We because I mentioned hierarchies. I mentioned stations. Oh. So there's oh, okay. 144,000 that are specific to a certain category. But if you read, oh. in, yeah, no, when you read Revelation, it says um, multitudes of it doesn't say millions, but it, it describes millions upon yeah. millions, endless yeah, sea of humanity. Yeah, so, so we we got we got a chance, Mom. We're 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 okay. We're we're okay. 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 So yeah, it's not the hundred forty four thousand. But somebody did try to tell me that one time, and I just knew that they they were down there. They were reading right. They said, "Hey, this is this is truth." It was Jehovah Witness. They they said they said yeah. to me, "Go well, we're one of the hundred forty four thousand, and we get a rule of planet, and we are looking for subjects." To, to that we can rule on a planet. <laughs> so I, <laughs> no, I'm thinking not I'm not hearing. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I am not hearing this. I said one, <laughs> I'm not going to be your slave on some kind of planet. And for two, you messed yeah, yeah. up. You are completely messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then hey, one more one more for you. So then I had a Mooney. I got I, I got hit up by a Mooney. He had a case yeah. of jewels and he opened up the case and there's there's rings and stuff. And I said, what you doing, man? Yeah. He says, well, I'm 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 selling things to support Reverend Moon. I said, well, why are you doing yeah. that? He said, well, because yeah. Reverend Moon, he he talks to God. I said, well, why are you do, why are you doing his business for him when you can talk to God yourself? Why do you got to go through Reverend Moon? I said, don't. I said, so I'm not going to buy that to help you because you can you can go to God direct. You don't you didn't, you don't need to go through Reverend Moon's beeper line. You 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 got you got a chance yourself, son. So you know, some, sometimes along the way, Vaughn, we got we got to help people put a little light on their path for them. Well, I, I I've always found that interesting that someone's got to speak to God for me, and you know, if you send twenty dollars to them, that they'll put their hands on the TV and they'll pray for you, and it's like, well, I could do that myself, you know, and it's like, and all this money goes to to God's work, you know, which is which is a code for like me, you know. <laughs> 
and there, kind of there is some code there. There is some code there, man. I know there's yeah. this one lady who's a <clears throat> uh, evangelist. She, she has like a village. She, she literally owns a village, and these houses in there are for her kids. And then oh, there's right. a there's a you know a tennis court and this and that and other and and a guard shack. And yeah. but to go there, you have to be invited. Although you're giving to, when you went to see her. You're giving, yeah. bought all those things for her, but she ain't going to oh, let yeah. the people that gave to her yeah. in to her, her little village. Say, so, wait yeah. a minute, man. People that gave, they ought, to have, they ought to have a free ticket to go into there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a Charlotte yeah. But they're still, but we know there are good people, good good people in there, man. And you'll find most most people of, of the religious sort honestly won't, think about others and they want to help others. And that's certainly is the case. Well, Von, Von Brasher, I appreciate you coming back on, on the show. It's been fun. Once again, uh, how can people get the scroll? Uh, it is available online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble online, gift shops and bookstores. And it's produced by Schiffer books. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. So you're, you're saying that if, if, if a, Bigfoot does go wandering through your land there. Do you you would write a, a scroll on a, a Bigfoot scroll? Probably not. I mean, I, I'm just not into that sort of a thing. <laughs> you know, people say like, oh, you're going to record it if you see a UFO. I said, hmm. well, I've seen two. I said, but, you know, they didn't come out and say anything to me, so I just let it go. Well, that's, so, a, that's a way to end the show. What if you what if your past life, you're an alien? I don't know. I don't I have a live and let live philosophy of a... If a, if a rattlesnake comes and rattles, I just move on. I, I don't cause a problem. Now, see, I I, I'm, but see, I'm, I'm a Wild West cowboy. If I see a reptilian, I'm going to shoot shoot first. Well, I used to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot at the mother. I'm going to take some shots at the mothership. Well, I, I used to think that way. And then I'd think, like, maybe they have babies back home, you know? So now I just walk away. <laughs> All right. All right, Vaughn, I appreciate you coming on the show. And um, we'll talk again. Okay, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.